the outro guy did the original song, and then we 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 sure. paid someone else to to retool it. Oh, I do remember that. I've been listening yeah. that long. I knew that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's not a bird. It's not a plane. It's superhero slay. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great, like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Patrick Foster. And this week, Hawkeye hits a spot with two episodes on November 24th, Patrick. That's right, bad joke's yep. already in the gate. But you know everyone's <laughs> here for. Everyone's here for DC Fandome, uh, giving mm-hmm. us looks at Batman, Black Adam, Aquaman, The Flash, and just so much more. I mean, that was pretty much my phone blowing up yesterday so, uh, uh but uh, if, if people haven't noticed we have guest host patrick foster stepping in for mike mike is out of town this week so thank you patrick for coming in uh, I'm, I'm sorry that i'm sorry that mike couldn't be here for dc fandom i know it's probably a big deal for a lot of your listeners so yeah. you're stuck with me this time guys i'm sorry That's- I think it's fine. I mean, this he'll 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 be over it pretty quickly. I believe he'll come back, watch the trailers, and we'll we'll do that. But I mean, um, you know, you you were able to answer the call quickly, and and that's what I appreciate about you, Patrick. Uh, you've, <laughs> Was uh, I the I, only one that answered? Yes, uh, you you were you were you were the first. I'll be honest, you were the first. Okay. So Good that deal. was I didn't have to go down the list, but I do have a list of of people who've offered. Um, I had to I had to explain to one of our listeners, Adam. He's a Ghostbusters fan. I'm like, I'm going to save you for Ghostbusters week if we need. Yeah, I'm like, oh yeah, that's that's uh, that's coming up next month. So, uh, but but this week this week is Fandome and um, and it was pretty big. But we got some other news at the top of the show. You know, we I know I know how the internet works. You put all the junk stuff at the top, and then you get to the good stuff at the bottom, so people have to listen through. But uh, as you pointed out, we have time codes because you you are a listener, you're a regular listener of the show, and you know how to use the time codes pretty pretty effectively. Yeah, I mean that that was actually. Uh, the first time that you guys added them, uh, that was feedback I made sure to give to you because I I love um, I love the time codes and I'm a, I am I would say a more selective listener in terms uh, like I I don't absorb a hundred percent of the podcast every time, but I I pick and choose and normally it's like eighty five percent of the stuff is stuff I'm interested in but um, yeah the time codes are definitely save, saviors for me. Awesome. Well, yeah, good. Thanks. Thanks for the feedback. We appreciate mm-hmm. that. Um, normally at the top of the show, we have what we're watching, but I, I can't think of anything I've been watching this week. Patrick, do you have anything you want to add to that list? Anything uh, standing out? That I mean, I just finished up Squid Game, uh-huh. and uh, I, I would echo uh, some of um, Mike's points. Um, the, the entertainment value is definitely there. I just I am glad that people are into it. And um, I enjoyed it, and I stuck with it. And but I think the the writing was really inconsistent. Um, I think I think that they left a couple plot lines out there. I don't know if that was purposeful or not. I don't think it was because it seems like this guy was getting or uh, trying hard to get this made for a long time. And um, you, you would you would think that you wouldn't have some hanging chad sort of plot lines, you know, teasing a season two if it took this long to make season one. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you know, that's you, my you, assumption. I don't really know. Do you think Netflix could have maybe had them go ahead and put those in there, um, like, hey, add these? Oh, for like, sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, 
and um, and I don't want to spoil anything or, or whatever, but uh, I would still say it's worth a watch, especially to people that are maybe less experienced in um, you know South Korean uh, film and TV. I, I, granted, I don't know that I've seen any other TV shows, but I've seen a decent amount of South Korean films. Yeah, and I I just um, I don't think that the uniqueness or um, I guess I don't think there's anything uh, to be praised about in terms of it being outside the box. Like we've <laughs> we've seen this we've seen this formula in many forms um, and in many ways. And I liked it. I thought it was entertaining. There's there's a specially strong uh, bottle episode um, about midway through the the season that I thought was really good. Episode six for those that are actually watching or fans of the show. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I would recommend. But you know, once you watch it and if you enjoy it, please move on to some of the other, um, you know, really um, interesting and challenging South Korean cinema. Um, from there, like I saw the Devil, or the, you know, any any of the videos in the Vengeance well, trilogy. Well, uh, I know a couple. I mean, um, it's funny you mentioned because I saw people, you know, on social media, um, friends of mine, like, "Hey, I watched this. Now I'm interested in South Korean media." I'm like. Okay, so I mean, I was like, of course, people people are familiar with Parasite that kind of, you know, was in the zeitgeist a couple of years ago, um, but I think something you and I watched in film school was The Host. Um, yeah, The Host is excellent. Yeah, and, uh, and it's it's funny because it, it comes up under South Korean comedies, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah. I'm like that is that is very true to describe that. Yeah, I was gonna say if if you forget those comedic moments of that movie, that's that's definitely something that it's really known for. It is a horror movie, but it has the way that South Korean film in general manages to mix genres between extreme violence and romantic comedy or comedy and, and horror um, is, is really impressive and is something that has always been really um, entertaining about their movies. Um, I mean, I think Parasite did that well. I thought there were comedic moments in, in that and then there were, you know, bursts of violence as well. Mm-hmm. Um the, the Vengeance trilogy, like I talked about, the, those are very violent, but they have moments of levity and um, almost romantic comedy-ish yeah. scenes. Um, it makes me uh, when you say hyperviolence, I always think of Old Boy um, coming out sure. of there as well. Uh, with well, specifically, there's a hallway fight scene, of course, not yeah. not the remake uh, with um, well, was was it Josh Brolin, but the but the original uh, early two thousands ones. And correct me if I'm wrong, is Battle Royale South Korean? I I, I believe so. I was going to look it up, but I was like, because that, that's something, you know, again, that Hunger Games and, like, even our Battle Royale games we play are based on kind of thing. Right, yeah. And, I mean, the formula, the general formula, like I was saying earlier, the general formula for um, Squid Game kind of, I mean, it goes back a while. You could even consider, like, I don't know, Running Man or, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, stuff it's, like that. Yeah, Japanese. It was Japanese. Uh, oh, it was? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but, My mistake. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree. I think there's a lot of um, you know good South Korean content there. Um, you know, we always talk about subs versus dubs on here. I think that you're going to get a lot of subtitled content out of there. Um, but I know Squid Game comes in both subtitles and uh, dubbed voices, doesn't? Yeah, I watched. I did the subtitles. I, I'm used to it. I like subtitled films. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. I've heard the dubs are pretty good. Um, but I'm you know I'm not someone that commonly goes after mm-hmm. dubs stuff. So I. I wouldn't be the person to ask. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it, I think it comes down to a preference as well. Um, 
Anything else to add on the Squid Game? I did remember something I, I tried to watch this week. Uh, uh, no, I'm good. Okay, so DC released their animated uh, version uh, of Injustice. You, you're familiar with the Injustice uh, games? Yes. So they um, they had a five, uh, at least five year comic book uh, series based around the the, the games, and um, they released the animated movie of Injustice, you know, kind of detailing the history of this universe and, and kind of what happened. And I, it's like one of the most disappointing DC animated things I've seen so far. Oh, really? Uh, the animation's really kind of rough. The it it feels like it's trying to jam everything from like all the comic books, like like every, there's like. Injustice Year One, which is like you know when everything kind of was like happening in this world, and like two, three, four, five, and then like they have like twenty issues or so per per thing, and it feels like they try to cram everything into this. So with by doing so, they missed a bunch of really good moments and beats, like just trying to hit like here's the highlight points and here's this. And I didn't watch it all, but like you know out the, out the gate, I was like, man, this is just I'm just gonna go back and watch the the cinematics from the games because I feel like those tell the story much better than that. Sure. There's so many characters in those games. Like, how, how would you even manage to do that yeah. without just hitting the highlights, I guess? Yeah, it kind of felt like they were just doing, like, the that? Justice League. You oh, you made my Siri kind of go off there. <laughs> uh, that's fine. But, but yeah, so the um, the, the game, or the, the movie is, the game is very as much superior version. Have you, have you played them yourself? Yeah, yeah. I've, yeah. I've, uh, I like them quite a bit. I actually, I'm terrible at fighting games, though, so I'll play for a little bit. And then I'll uh, get discouraged and then just watch some tournaments and watch, uh, like, Sonic Fox or somebody else crush others at at popular tournaments. But Um, I I am a fan of the games. Yeah, I I think when uh, Injustice 1 came out, I was at, like, a comic book store maybe in Indianapolis, and they were having a random Injustice tournament. And I happened to join and get, like, third place. Uh, And I'm I'm no good at those games. Like, I'm not a... Not a fighting kind of game uh, person either, which is funny because last time I was at your house, you were playing, I believe, was it Street Fighter? Not Street Fighter, Tekken. Tekken. Yeah, Tekken. So, um, but uh, yeah, I was. I, I like the the character models and everything. Again, it's made by NetherRealm Studios, which makes the Mortal Kombat games. The, it's just it was really fun. I, I think the second one um, actually enhanced everything I liked about the first one. Um, and they are on sale, by the way, on the digital stores if uh, people don't have them because of the fandom. So. Um, yeah, call Sweet. call that out. And then something I I put in here. I don't know how much relevance, how much you want to talk about it, but you did share that um, there's a a popular uh, tabletop game called Dice Throne is getting a Marvel version coming up to yeah. Kickstarter. I believe the end of this month or so. Yeah, October 25th is when it launches on Kickstarter. I don't work for the company, no. <laughs> but uh, you know, oh, um, Chris knows me pretty well, and that's that's my wheelhouse is uh, yeah. board games. And um, I had told him about this. It was just announced probably, I don't know, a week or so ago. Um, and it's made by a pretty popular company in the, in the board game sphere. Um, it's called Roxley Games. They're partnering with um, The Op. Um, U- U- used to be called USAopoly. And they're bringing it to Kickstarter. So we, wouldn't, we won't be able to see like a finished copy of the game probably you know, well into next year. I'd mm-hmm. say late next year, most likely. Um, but uh, Dice Throne, so they're doing a Marvel version of Dice Throne. No announced characters yet. Um, I don't know if they'll do teases up to the 25th or if they'll just show you the characters on the launch. But like their, so their original version of Dice Throne, I think, launched with like six or eight characters. And that was like 
know, it was like five or six years ago now. I owned a, a a copy of the season, what they call the season one pack of it. It is a incredibly well produced game. The um, you know the dice and the artwork and um, all the components are really pretty. They have these really neat trays um, that it's, uh, a company called Game Trays actually makes, and th- th- you just take your tray out, and you it has all the stuff for your character contained in that tray. And you just pass it around, you know. So you're going to be Hawkeye, and I'm going to be Captain America. I take your tray out and hand it to you. It has all your dice and tokens and all that sort of stuff. Nice. And essentially, the game is battle Yahtzee in a way, <laughs> but it's it's more it's more dynamic than that. It's it sounds like I'm kind of denigrating it by calling it battle Yahtzee, but essentially, you have a board that has all of your very thematic abilities on it. So Hawkeye might have different types of arrows and like traps and stuff like that. And, um, you know, Captain America will probably have like, I don't know, like a second wind where he can heal or, uh, you know, throw his shield and, you know, the normal stuff. And the way that these abilities interact with one another in a one-on-one combat scenario, that's typically how the game is played is one-on-one. But you can do any sort of even teams you want to. You can do 2v2, you can do 2v2v2, you can do uh, like a three-player game, um, everyone for themselves. And um, I've mostly played it one-on-one. I enjoy the game. Uh, it's not in my collection, not that that really matters, but that's only because Whitney, does, my wife, doesn't really care for uh, battle games where it's just yeah. me directly fighting her and her directly fighting me. But I think this is something for fans of Marvel to get excited about because, um, you know, there's a lot of, I don't know, Kickstarters or a lot of people taking advantage of the property, I think, on Uh occasion, uh, where you're not going to get your money's worth or, you know, kind of they're just taking advantage of, of people that are really strong fans of a certain property, like you know, slap any, slap Marvel on anything, it'll sell, or, you know, <laughs> Star Wars, you know, that sort of thing. And I don't feel that way about this company. Despite me not owning the game, I I think that they are going to make a, I think it's a great partnership, and I think it's worth uh, fans of the show to, to check out the game when it launches. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely have it in the show notes next week, and I, yeah, I gotta give you credit, I mean, I you kind of had talked to me a lot about uh, uh, the uh, Marvel United game uh, that was right. on Kickstarter that, you know, I have all the boxes of and you know when you go into kickstarter you're like well you know is the company reputable and stuff like that you, you knew that that company who made that game fairly well um and uh you know whenever i got the first you know full set in it is it is worth every penny uh paid into that and now i'm waiting for the x-men uh version to drop and i'm gonna have to get another yeah. cabinet set to hold that one as well <laughs> but uh of course but yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, I, I really appreciate you you sharing that with me because I I'm a one of um one of my at the core Yahtzee is one of my favorite games ever. I don't know why. Oh, uh, it's just so simple. Um, I ended up buying um a Nintendo Switch games like fifty one games in like one kind of like package or whatever. It came out the last year with Animal the same time as Animal Crossing, so it kind of got undershadowed. But one of them is just called Yacht, and it's it's their version of Yahtzee, and I was I've been playing that this morning actually. So. Um, definitely, nice. definitely looking forward to dice games. I think dice games. Cool. I I do hate what was uh they had the Marvel um there's a Marvel dice game for a while there where you had to get the character by the boosters with the character dice. Um, oh, I know what you're dice masters. About. I think it was what yeah, it's called dice masters. Uh, yeah. And I I bought into that early on, but I found a lot of people didn't play it, and I hate the 
I don't like the blind grab bag aspect of that. I want to know yep. what I'm kind of getting, and um, yep. so I, I I got out of that real quick. But um, I, I'm I'm excited to kind of see what this looks like and what characters they they pull into this for sure. Yeah, um, and another really cool thing, uh, I think that fans of the comics even like even if you have no interest in playing the game, I think you should check out the Kickstarter page when it launches, just because I also heard just yesterday that. The guy that does the artwork for Dice Throne, which I really like, it reminds me of like an, I don't know, an oversaturated kind of like um, Afro Samurai sort of artwork. So like elongated arms and legs on a, on a couple of characters and like, um, I don't know, just uh, very bright and uh, colorful. Yeah. And I like the color palettes and stuff that he uses for each character. And you know that it's going to be really consistent that way. Anyway, um, so his name is Manny Tremblay. And he uh, got approval from Marvel to also be the artist for the Marvel Dice Throne. Which I guess wasn't exactly a given. Because, you know, he's he's part of the Roxley mm-hmm. family uh, of this uh, unification. And not part of the Marvel part. So you could see Marvel wanting to have control over yeah. the artwork more. And, you know, kicking him to the curb. But no, they're, they're bringing him in, yeah. which... I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, that, that's the thing with the the Marvel United. They, they do have their own art style, and they allow them to do all the characters that way. Unlike, you know, um, for, for uh, lack of a better term, it was... Um, it's uh, you, you shared it with me. It's the game where you buy the tokens. Um, boy, I'm going to lose it. Oh, um, uh, Splendor. Splendor, yeah. Marvel Splendor, where they literally just printed comic book panels onto the, to- onto the, the cards rather than create <laughs> right. new artwork for it. I'm like, yeah. this game's fun. It's the same thing as the other one, but like, you know, the 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 art is like, every, oh, this is the the version of Bucky from like 2008's Winter Soldier comic book that you see cut and paste <laughs> everywhere. Uh, so um, it's it's it's. I don't think this detracts from the gameplay, but I'm like, man, I wish it would have looked a little little more uh, unique to the scenario. But uh, yeah, I mean, but in in that case, you're kind of getting what you pay for. What yeah. Marvel Splendor is is like a thirty dollar game. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry to say that Dice Throne is not going to be a thirty dollars yeah. game. Oh yeah, I I fully expect that. Like that, that's what I'm saying. Like you you pay more, but like the quality is there. I guess like the uniqueness of sure. it is there. Uh, unlike you know what is it? Marvel Code Names has like the same artwork that Marvel Splendor has, and like of course all those other ones. So um, yeah, I'm excited to check that. I'll make sure we uh, we get it in the show notes next week, and maybe I can get Mike to take a look at it as well because he he really liked the artwork. The he he called it it's not quite chibi, but chibi esque artwork for the uh, United set. Pieces, sure. Yeah. So. Yeah. So we'll talk about and that, that. And that can be, uh, I mean, not controversial, but it can be kind of milk or um, what do they call it? Marmite, you know, where some people love it, some people hate it sort mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. That's a that's um, a food product out of Australia, isn't it? I believe so. Or, yeah. yeah. I've okay. never had it, but I've heard the phrase. <laughs> Vegemite is what I'm also thinking of. Uh, <laughs> sure. But uh, anyway, let's jump into some news, Patrick. We got we got some news here. First and foremost, let's do it. Um, the Eternals tickets are now available. They're on sale. They dropped on Tuesday, I believe. Um, and I was able to snag the first set in my, my theater, my IMAX theater. So they, they, they do have an IMAX screening with IMAX frames shot in this. Um, nice. And that is, I believe, mine's like the Thursday. Was that November 3rd? I believe November uh, or November 4th. Uh, November 5th is the full release date. I'm almost, I, I want to say I'm going to keep my eyes low to the ground. They might do a early screening, like a free screening like they did for Shang-Chi. Um, because this is a new character and usually with new characters, they do like a f- random free screening in the middle of a week. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if like the 27th or something, they're like, Hey, 
go to these theaters have free screenings kind of things um, yeah. for that. Uh, but then also with that, the film runtime was confirmed to be like 156 minutes long, uh, which is Whew. the third longest Marvel movie uh, to date. Uh, but in its defense, it is covering several, you know, hundred, if not thousands of years and 10 main characters. So I was going to say, and several hundreds of thousands of main characters. Yeah, exactly. Every, every, I mean, you've got all these, uh, you got actors of, of all, all caliber in here. I'm excited. I'm, I'm trying to go in dark. I don't want to watch any more trailers or TV spots. Um, this is pretty high on my, my list for this year. I feel like this and, and Loki were, were, were my, my big two, but I'm going to have to, see where spider-man goes uh, a lot of big questions there but I'm, I'm excited to to dive into something that you know kind of introduces to the the big cosmic gods of the mcu at large yeah i think i think for me more and more i am i am here for all of marvel's kind of at least to, to from my perspective the out there sort of projects like the the kind of crazy things like i mean whatever it was five to seven years ago now when uh the guardians of the galaxy was first announced i was like i have no idea who those people are and this was even before the teaser and yeah. I, I was like I'm, I'm here for it like it's sounds crazy sounds weird talking raccoon sure let's do it yeah i feel that i feel kind of i mean obviously totally different <laughs> tone and everything for this for this movie but i feel similar about the eternals and my level of excitement and the reasoning why i'm excited i guess well, I would say also the um, director is Chloe uh, Zhao, I believe. Um, yeah, and she just she just won some awards this year. So uh, she won best director, I believe. Yeah, and, so um, Nomadland won best picture. Yeah, so uh, I think this is her first uh, project since then. Um, I know it's been delayed like a year or so since then. So I'm kind of excited to see kind of what she she did and and how she got to play kind of with these characters and, and tell us her because it looks. I think maybe you, you you and I talked about it a little bit. It looks different. This movie feels different than a, than a normal Marvel movie. And like even aesthetically, it feels more cinematic in this approach, I feel. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, the I mean, it seems like it has a lot of uh, landscape shots and, like, I don't know, sweeping camera shots, um, which doesn't seem to happen in a lot. I guess it does in, like, action scenes of... Um, of other Marvel movies, but it almost felt a little like, uh, I don't know, Terrence Malick-ish, like um, you could see that maybe this movie's going to have, you know, five second shots of sunsets before there's any dialogue or that mm. sort of thing. It, it seems like it's a movie that's done from a more patient filmmaker than you see in a lot of um, other Marvel movies, I would say. Yeah, and I, I'm not going to say, you know, without seeing the movie, but it also feels like there's less cityscapes in this, um, you know, kind of over time. Like, I think there's a scene in an apartment, but like there's a wilderness shot and then there's on beaches They're they're in the forest, they're in the desert. And, you know, they're across times, right? You see the fall of um, like, was it Babylon, I believe, is in one of the, the shots and um, the uh, ex- exploding uh, volcano. Uh, or whatever that was, I, you know. There's just tons of other things that are not cityscapes, and I feel like that gives it that breath of fresh air. Um, you know, um, did you see Shang Chi before? I assume anything at this point. I have not seen okay. it. No. Well, you seen the tra- there's a there's a fight scene yes. in, in like with uh, in, like in the a big cityscape kind of thing. So, uh, you yeah. know, like if there's it'd be it'd be nice to to have a movie that kind of steps away from that a little bit. Like you know, let's let's see what the rest of the world's doing a little bit. 
Agree, one hundred percent. So uh, that comes out November fifth. Uh, so you, you're less than uh, less than two weeks away. I'm pretty excited to to get back into that and check check this out. I have a real quick before we move on. I have a real quick question about this. Yeah. Um. Th- so the latest TV spot said that, um, they were talking about emergence, and I know you get you and yeah. uh, Mike have already talked about the emergence. Um, happening because of the the energy you know that they talked about in the beginning of that trailer yeah it, are they saying that it's seven they say one week i don't know what that reference is so, is that meaning that it's seven days from thanos's defeat like it's no, only a week later no this is several years later so they have oh. this is their ticking clock they have seven days until like a bigger emergence so They've kind of left it vague. It's either the deviants have something kind of happening in a week, which are the the metallic monster-looking things, or the celestials will be alerted, and one of the big ones will arrive there in seven days. I see. Okay. Um, so that kind of gives it a we have to get the team back together and do something uh, very very quickly. Kind of right thing. on. So, uh, yeah, this has been. I think. I think it, that they also said this week this takes place at the same time uh, Far From Home takes place. So several months um, post uh, the end of Endgame, if you will. Sure. So, um, And that'll be, I guess, the second second post-movie. Yeah, Shang-Chi was the first one, so it'll be the second one. So we're going to see, see what that looks like. Uh, you just mentioned Guardians of the Galaxy, actually, there. We have some Guardians of the Galaxy news. This dropped earlier in the week, and this is confirmed kind of what we talked about last week. Actor Will Poulter uh, is confirmed to be Adam Warlock in the upcoming uh, movie. So um, I guess they are actually going to pay off the end credit scene of, of Guardians <laughs> 2. I thought I was just going to leave it, but uh, uh, it is going to carry through this with Adam Warlock. And, um, you know, you've I think you, you texted me some, some Will Poulter films uh, as well that he's been in. Yeah, so, I mean, you and Mike mentioned him last week, the, the Black Mirror Bandersnatch episode. Uh, I've seen Midsummer. I thought he was great oh. in Midsummer, but, it, I mean, it's a he has a pretty minor part right. uh, in that movie. And it's, I mean, also, obviously, extremely different, both tonally and <laughs> what role he's playing, than uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. But I, I did see some, I don't know, I saw some, I think he's a great actor, first of all, in the little things that I've seen him in. Um, I'm happy to give him a chance as a leading man. And um, I saw, like, side-by-side pictures. Um, I think someone, I think I saw it on Twitter or something, of him with long hair mm-hmm. uh, next to, you know, a, probably a comic book still, I'm guessing, of, of Adam Warlock. And I was like, yeah, I, I could see that. That That's... Um, that looks like he's pulling it off to me. Just because when he has black hair, he looks like um, what Sid from Toy Story doesn't yeah. <laughs> doesn't really mean that he can't pull it off when he has long blonde hair. Um, so yeah, I'm a, I'm totally on board with this. Yeah, you can, you can do a lot with a makeup team um, as well. In, in films. <laughs> turns out, yeah, turns out you can do a lot with the Marvel makeup team. Yeah, and, and honestly, you know, James Gunn has been. Um, you know, kind of fast and loose with the actual compared to the comic book versions of those characters. So it, it would easily be, you know, um, except if he, he do, if he looks different, right? The, um, I forget what the, the, the collective of those golden people are called, but you know, in, in the comic books, they, they, they all, they look a little different. They're a little more, uh, they're all about religion in the comic books. And this one, they're kind of more about their, you know, um, you know, being their good looks and like, you know, being very vain, if you will. So I don't know, you know, if they made Adam, is he going to be gold? Is he going to look like a regular person kind of thing? You know, it, does he have powers similar to that of the comic books? Cause he, when he was in the comic books, he was the anti Thanos, if you will, like, you know, 
Thanos wants the Infinity Gauntlets for bad. He wants them for good. And he was actually powered by the uh, Soul Stone, like Vision is powered by the the mind stone in 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 the movie so uh with the stones being completely taken out of the picture um right well they, they all, they're gonna have to get creative with that anyway and he's had a bunch of looks where he's had like you know his like a like a trunks from dragon ball z haircut where it's like you know longer on the longer and parted down the middle versus short hair stuff so I'm excited to see what they do with him. He has been um, kind of working out. If you follow him on Instagram a little bit, he's been bulking up. Um, there was another side by side photo we put, I believe, in our um, we did a story on earlier, where he kind of got like a young John Cena like look to him uh, a little bit. So, <laughs> um, you know, that I was like, well, if people were worried about him being kind of skinny and lanky, I'm like, I don't think so. I think you know, with a with a workout team, you can make anybody in Marvel look how you want them to so 10 years down the road we're gonna have the prequel to the peace uh peacemaker yeah exactly yep yep. he'll he'll be he'll be the young peacemaker um which is actually in our show notes today so we'll we're gonna cover that also i want to i want to note real quick that it's the sovereign i believe and that's sovereign yeah and that's one that is the only thing that i'm gonna know this episode that that you didn't know so i'm i need to hang my head on that yeah, you you can have it. If that's the one thing I missed, it's all yours, man. Uh, but we're also going to flip gears on that. The Guardians of the Galaxy game, um, they put out a story trailer. I forgot to link it here. So you probably, I don't know if you were able to catch that this week or not. Um, I did. So this this is a single-player game where you play a Star-Lord and you kind of command your characters around you. Um, Drax, uh, I believe it's Drax, Gamora, and Rocket slash Groot together. I don't think they're separate. Um, but in the trailer, of course, they now tease Adam Warlock literally at the end of the the trailer. I'm like, of course, they're going to put him in everything. Yeah. Um, but now, but that that is actually dropping um, literally uh, in a little over a week, week and a half, under a week and a half away. Um, pretty stoked once they have. They said have 40 outfits per character in there, so they have different designs for the characters. <laughs> Uh, Man, it's it's always scary to me when that is like that's like yeah. one of their bullet points is oh look at all these outfits you can buy. Well, a lot of people were upset. Well, you can't you don't buy them. There's no microtransactions in this game, so you unlock oh, them through okay. gameplay. So right. that that's Apologies. a lot of people were upset that it doesn't look like Chris Pratt, and I'm like, it's the video game version. It's a who's based on a comic book version who never looked like him to begin with, kind of thing. It's fine. So they, they went through and showed a bunch of different um, comic book inspired versions of the characters to kind of like, and I believe you can even get something similar to their movie ones, but I don't, I don't think it's exact because they still yeah, use I mean, the, it, the face. It doesn't look like Chris Pratt and it's, the game's not written by James Gunn and the characters are not voiced by Karen Gillian and Zoe yep. uh, Saldana and Dave yep. Bautista. I, I think, I think we'll get over it, you know, right. um, you can have a you can have a video game that's not based on the, on the movie. like the Spider Man games. Great video games, those are not Tom Holland. They don't sound like Tom Holland. They don't exactly. look like Tom Holland. Exactly. It'll be fine. <laughs> um, so I'm excited to see that again. Like I said, um, yeah, it comes out next week, and uh, hopefully we can see some more. Uh, I, I like watching reviews, and I know you like watching gameplay stuff too. So I'm hoping to see some some stuff this week on it before it drops. Yeah, I'd love to see that. See someone stream it or in advance or something. Yeah. Uh, also Marvel related, Hawkeye dropped a new trailer earlier this week. Uh, not a whole lot of footage in it, um, but I mean, it does show the return of Linda Cardellini as Hawkeye's wife. Everyone was very concerned; they thought they were like split up or divorced or something. I'm like, I don't, 
I don't think they're gonna do that to him, like where he gets his family back and then we don't see her and then she's leaves him like five minutes later. Unless uh, Linda sends out an errant tweet about something. Yeah, that's just true. That's true. It, it could happen. <laughs> um, but there, they also confirmed they were dropping two episodes on November twenty fourth, which I believe whenever we talked about this last time, that'll put them um, one, two, three, four, five. Right on the same day and date um, as uh, Book of Boba Fett. They'll be able to to have it done the week before Book of Boba Fett. So that way we're not watching. We, why would we get two really good shows on the same day, Patrick? Why, why, <laughs> why do we have to have one a week? That's uh, not the way Disney Plus is going to work for us, bud. It's not. It's not. I, 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 I can't wait for them to pick another day randomly and see if they get like a bunch of viewership because they've changed the date and then move everything to like a, a Monday night or something weird so, right um wednesday wednesday just happened to work and i feel like this is just a big fluke but um wh- i think what, monday is a dangerous day because as much as we love disney uh yeah the united states is still a football country so that's true that's true well they'll, they'll drop it monday morning like 4 a.m when everyone's there asleep, you, you know and, and then they can watch it throughout the day if that happens we'll just move the podcast to release on tuesdays because I mean, <laughs> that's a little unfair uh that we record this on a sunday uh in in that world but oh well uh samuel l jackson he put something up on instagram um this week showing that he was filming uh secret wars um secret invasion not secret wars what am i talking about here uh secret invasion uh so he's returning again from his role of samuel l jackson he has played since the very first iron man movie um i believe uh him and was it uh John Favreau will be like the longest running actors in in the the MCU with this by the end of this. Um so he's filming uh Secret Invasion. So um this is also the first series to be uh in the works for the Disney Plus Phase 3 announcements if you will. Um which was like uh like maybe you know what I'm saying talking about when they announced like 2019 and then there was like a 2020 one like the set of like uh miss marvel moon knight and she hulk and then there was another set after yes it. yes so this is like the first of those that are, i think are in the works as well so okay um i don't know if they'll treat them as different phases but it's good to know that they are just kind of cranking out these uh these these series so um you did catch spider-man far from home correct yeah oh, okay yeah. perfect so at the end we find out nick fury is literally in space uh, hanging out with the with the scrolls. I was with someone like a month ago, and they didn't know that was part of the movie. Uh, they were oh, like, oh, "I didn't watch." I, yeah, they didn't, like I didn't stay through the credits. What do you mean they were scrolls the whole time on Earth? I'm like, this is this is this changes how you look at the movie. I don't know. So, yeah, that um, that was so big. I thought, um, like, I was talking about that with my wife when we walked out of the theater. Um, that 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 was so big that I was surprised that that was a post credit scene. Like that mm. seemed like a, um, like a substantial portion that they would want to, um, outline a little bit more or, and yeah. I guess this is kind of a way of doing it and moving, uh, another movie, you know, six, five years later or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm really, yeah. Like I said, I would have put it right before the, like maybe was it it wasn't mid credits or post credits. I don't recall. Because one of them is the the reveal that Spider Man's identity was one of them, and yes. this was the other one. So they were both pretty in in the world at the time. That was pretty substantial, you know, kind of kind of news drops there. So, um, yeah, I, I agree with that. So yeah, so so Samuel Jackson's going uh, Nick Fury to deal with the scrolls and, and all that fun stuff. So we'll 
probably see this next year. I'm thinking like I think they're going to drop all the Disney Plus stuff uh, in in 2022 at this point. So um, we'll see. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. The sequel is coming out in 2022. I actually have the release date pulled up here. October 7th. We are one year away from this. A little under. And they finally gave us the title Across the Spider-Verse. So uh, when I was joking with Mike earlier this week, we were like, well, what other things could they do the Spider-Verse? Through the Spider-Verse? Above the Spider-Verse kind of things? Like... It's it's a musical. Yeah, they they're really these Spider Man titles are all. Oh my gosh, what was that musical they did for Spider Man Into the Dark? Or was oh, it? I don't know. I was referencing Across the Universe. Oh yeah, that yeah. that too. Yeah, Across the Universe. Yeah, yeah there, there was literally a Spider Man musical where like someone died in the production of it. That's why it was canceled eventually. Oh jeez. Uh, Turn off the dark is what it was called. Um, it's real bad. It's real bad. Uh, anyway, um, but Across the Spider-Verse is a sequel. I'm, I'm excited for, for this Spider-Man movie. Into the Spider-Verse really kind of, you know, introduced Miles to a, a lot of good, a lot of people. Really good animation style. Like, there's a lot of thought put into that. The frame rates and how everything looks and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I, I, Across the Spider-Verse is fine. I think it, feel, it feels like what they did with, like, the homecoming, the, the word home in the, the Marvel Spider-Man trilogy. So... Um, yeah, I, I mean, uh, uh, um, the original one, Into the Spider-Verse, Into the Spider-Verse seemed to me like a, a precursor for the, um, almost for the What If series, mm-hmm. um, and honestly, right. I like I, I wish that, the, you know, some of the What If episodes, I'm not completely through it yet, but I wish that some of the What If episodes kind of went as as kind of wacky and weird as, as it seems like Into the Spider-Verse wanted to explore, and so I just hope they they continue with that uh, that mode of it seems like they just they just had fun with the the movie, yeah. and I, it's one of the best. Um, I mean, it's one of the best superhero property things that I've seen. Uh, you know, since I got started getting into this stuff, I, yeah. I really enjoyed the movie. I th- I think that's a great point you bring up about how it was like a literally a primer for the uh, what if series, and it's seems to be handling it and even loki i mean those two handle it way better than the what if do like they lean into the zany like hey this is a different universe it's not everybody looks the same and you know red is blue and blue is red it's like hey there's always spider ham a fourth yep. wall breaking pig version of of spider-man uh which which yeah again funny I, john john mulaney does a great job with that so um i'm excited that and then um Oscar Isaac did the voice for Spider-Man 2099, so I'm excited to kind of see who else they... What other Spider-Man versions can they bring into here? Um, you know, uh, did you watch the 90s animated Spider-Man TV show growing up? Yes, I did. So, like, there's, like, the, 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 the version of Peter Parker where he grows, like, actual spider arms and stuff yep. like that, like, extra arms, stuff like that. They can they yep. can get they can get real weird with some of those things, so um, we'll see. We'll see how yeah, I hope goes. they do. Yes. Me too. Uh, fun story. One of the few times you were working uh, in Louisville, I visited you at your hotel room, and you were playing The Witcher 3. Uh, <laughs> I remember was. this very much so, and I was like, what is this game, and why is this map so big, and this everything is huge? <laughs> uh, and I was, it was overwhelming, and I was only watching you play it. Uh, uh, but um, in, in other terms, that kind of turned me on to The Witcher series that we got to watch. Uh, was it two years ago now, or was it last year? Two years. I think it was two. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, so Netflix has come out and said that The Witcher uh, season two will debut on December seventeenth uh, on Netflix this year. So that's uh, it's gonna be good news, right? Yeah, I mean, I I love the games. I really enjoyed the the first season of The Witcher. But to be on, uh, completely honest with you, I do not understand why it got such a good following. Mm-hmm. Um, only because I watched uh, this first season and I understand what's going on. I understand who the Witcher is. I understand what that means in the world. Um, and I understand who some of the characters are that he runs across. But not only does the show i think in general do a poor job of explaining a lot of those things um but then it also chooses to tell its narrative kind of out of order and out of time and i cannot believe that people that you know i don't know are just um who happened uh, into it yeah just (laughs) stumbled across and they're like hey you saw this on netflix let's watch an episode or two hey this is pretty good I don't, I don't understand the attraction to it. I'm glad it's doing well because I enjoy it and I want to see more seasons of it. But I, I think that the barrier to entry was pretty high well, for the for the show. May I offer a theory here? Um, how do. many people do you think were let down by Game of Thrones earlier that year? <laughs> All and, of them. All uh, of the every, everybody uh, who, who, yes. who who like Game of Thrones, and you get a, a new mystical, you know, kind of fantasy world with a. Kind of pared back, I think, a little bit less characters. Uh, I understand what you're talking about, telling the story in multiple timelines, but you've got, you know, Henry Cavill, of course, charismatic as always, you know, brings energy to the screen. You know, in a fantasy setting, I think, you know, that's pretty easy for people. Like, you know what, Game of Thrones let me down. Let's go into something else adjacent that that we can, you know, get into. But I, I understand what you're te- I totally know what you're saying. Like, how do people get it? But maybe it's just one of those, um, you know, things that people needed at that moment in time. And, versus that occasion so well then i hope um, that there's not a drop off in, in viewership for season two i hope that that uh i guess addiction or or not addiction but one thing that sort of uh show in your life yeah. continues with season well, two because i i want to see more of of yeah. this world netflix has a, like a really good track record of having random successes out of things that probably shouldn't have been successes uh, again, Squid Game that kind of came out of yeah, nowhere, right? Um, for sure. Again, for for lack of a better example, the Tiger King series last year at the start of the pandemic should not have been as big as it was, for what it for what it is. Um, but you know, they they are for me. You know, I'm not having paid for my own Netflix account in in years. I do right now find myself you know wanting to watch some shows on there. Uh, again, the Great British Baking Show. Um, Listen to the show, uh, Dan reached out. He, he wants to know what I'm thinking. Have you watched a great British baking show this season, Patrick? Man, if that was the only thing that Netflix had on their entire system, I would still have a Netflix subscription. Uh, yeah. I am a I am a British baking show addict. Oh, perfect. I love watching it. Okay, so so who who's your favorite so far this season? Oh, I'm terrible with names. Uh, you, you, they have, they fall Giuseppe, into stereotypes. Yeah, Giuseppe, yep, that's mine. Giuseppe is definitely one of them. Um, the uh, the German guy, he had a kind of a falling. He had a falling off bread week, but you know he he recovered, and um, I Ger- think I think he'll do a good job. I think German German something week is this coming week, so he he might have. Oh, a, is it really? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, and then uh, the other two that I really like. Um, just, Giselle or Chazelle or something like that. Okay. Oh, geez. She has darker hair, darker complected. 
Um, oh, um, the she's like kind of really unsure with herself. It uh, feels like in a lot of her bakes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what yeah. you're talking about. That's not her name, but I know what you're talking about. And then, um, uh, the other one that's the the vegan baker. I thought she did a really good oh, job Freya. the first couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh my I, gosh, I should have remembered her name, Freya. Come on. Yeah. Well, I think to me the sleeper cell this season is Lizzie, uh, the the one with the orange hair. <laughs> she she no she kidding. she she has got this devil may care attitude about it, right? Like she doesn't. She's like tra- customs tradition out the window, but she yep. somehow you know is feel like she's top three most of the time right now. Like coming into this, and so. she's also like a. I don't know. She's she's great. She's fun. First week though, I thought she was just like an over enthusiastic weirdo super fan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, since then, she's kind of toned it down a little bit and just been yeah really solid in all the episodes. But um, yeah, for the first bake, I think she and, yeah uh, for the first episode as a whole, I don't think she did that well. And I was I was like I told my wife I was like oh she's she's out of here next week for sure. And no, she's gotten better and better as weeks have gone. Yeah, she's coming out there. I think to me the next person to go is George. Um he's mm. the you know the ball guy with the he he's he's fumbling over like he's just barely scraping by some of those weeks with that some of the stuff he's doing. But for sure. Anyway, we're not here to talk great British baking show, but I want to put that in for Dan because I know he's I know he's listening. I think it's Dan. My phone's down. I, it's on Twitter. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to look his name up real fast. But um that that's on there. You know, again I love the Umbrella Academy. You know this. Like that's you know one of my shows on Netflix right now. Um you know the Witcher have they have they have they gone to weekly releases yet or is it still all binge model? Um, well, I mean, they do weekly for Great British Baking Show. Right. I know that, but like, is, are all their shows that way or like they, are they still doing binge model? Oh no. I, I believe for the most part, they still do binge. Okay. Yeah, Cause that's, I think that's like the one thing I do enjoy about, you know, Disney plus is the, you know, the scheduled programming, like, um, oh, on Wednesday or Thursday, I'll watch whatever was, whatever came out and, you know, I don't have to sit here and absorb it all. So I don't get any spoilers by Monday kind of thing. So. Yeah, and that's fair enough. I I like that too. It's it's always nice being able to schedule a day around something or um or to be excited about something come up coming up and not just binging it all at once. And I think you know again since Mike's not here, I can I can bash on him a little bit. Uh, you know, in the binge model, you know, I feel like he misses some of the stuff, and like a lot of people who just kind of rush through things can miss some of the notes and the, the things because you're watching the next episode, the next episode, the next episode. And I think you and I have even talked about that sometimes, like. Some of the answers are there, but like because you're going so fast trying to get them done, you miss some of the bigger pictures at the end of the day. Yeah, I think we're I think we're on the same page so. as far as enjoying that. So not not to completely bash Mike, but you, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. We, we we've we've had those conversations on the show before. Um, moving along, Dune uh, comes out. I believe the end of this week, isn't it? Is that is that right? Um, yes. October 21st, so it is actually coming to HBO Max at 6 p.m. on Thursday rather than uh, the Friday at midnight that they normally do on the, the day and release. So if you're looking to not go to the theater to watch Dune, I believe this is a great opportunity for you to, to catch it on Thursday night. If you've got, it's like, what, a two-and-a-half-hour movie as well, I believe. Um, it's pretty long, but I'm excited. Yeah. Um, I am unbelievably excited for this movie. Uh, I think that... Um, Denis, or I, and I don't even know how to say yeah, his Denis, last name. Villeneuve, or something like that. It's some weird. Villeneuve, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think he's made some of the best movies that I've that I've seen in in the past, you know, ten years. 
Um, I loved Arrival. Blade Runner 2049 is great. Sicario is really, really good. Um, and I enjoyed Prisoners, even. I think Prisoners was the first I saw um, from him. But, yeah, I, I can't wait. Um, and you had your love fest for uh, Timothy Chalamet oh, last yeah. week. Yeah. And I would echo everything that you said. I he he's been he's been great in every every film I've seen him in, even if it's just a little bit part like um oh the Christmas movie is the remake of the uh, pretty not pretty women. Um Oh goodness. Uh -oh. I dug myself a hole. It's fine, it's fine. So I can pull um. I can pull stuff up while you're doing this if you want to. <laughs> it's well, fine. But but like yeah, uh I mean um yeah, I agree. Like, you know, it's funny because, you know, he uh, little women, ha! Little women, there you go. Uh, he he he. Arrival, I believe, was an original movie, right? Uh, that was an original script, and that was really really good. Um, and then you know, Dune twenty, is it twenty forty nine? Is that yes? Okay, um, is you know kind of, I wouldn't say saved Blade Runner, but kind of brought it back to prominence in in a good way, and he pays a really good homage to that film. Like it feels like a true Blade Runner film in that universe and he can exist in those worlds. Uh and and Dune is is such has been such a hard movie to adapt. Um are you are familiar with the book, I believe? Uh I have I've actually never read it all the way through. Okay. I've started it like three times, which yeah, is pretty it, shameful, but it, it was I mean it's 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 not easy by any means. It's a lot of right. inner monologue and a lot of words that I don't know how to pronounce. So whenever I hear them <laughs> for the first time uh this week in Dune, I'll be like, "Oh, that's how you say that that weird thing." Um but uh it, it's going to be a challenge. And I think the most disappointing part is that this is Dune part 1 and that they're working on a Dune right. part 2 and I'm like, "Ah, I just wish you would have just done the whole thing at once." Uh I it really scares me because I know that 2049 was kind of a bust in terms of how much it cost. Um, and so I'm, I'm nervous that eventually he's not going to get these big projects anymore. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, and then if he goes back to making smaller movies like Prisoners, that's fine too. It, Prisoners and Sicario were both great, so I'll, I'll still take it. But I, I, really, I really want him on these bigger projects. Right, yeah, I, I think I think he's, like I said, he's good at, at, at taking high concepts and kind of you know melting them down a little bit, um, and, and making them you know beautiful and, and easy to 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 watch. And I, I use Arrival as an example. I mean, um, no, not not to, to spoil that, but there are some twists and turns in that movie. You you get revealed over time, and I didn't feel like it was too too bad uh, to to get through. So. Um, yeah, very very excited to to watch that this week. So, um, yeah, it's one of the like the last two movies on this HBO Max day and date thing that I'm excited. This one in the Matrix. So, uh, right, get get those out of the way. All right, so now it's time for the meat of the show, Patrick, if you will, the DC Fandom event live stream. I believe we talked about this before the show. Everywhere, uh, you know, it's like social media. I think they even had a Twitch channel set up. You could watch it. Um, if you really wanted to, and rather than have like the wall that was a paywall last year or something you had to sign up for, um, they, they knew what they were getting into. This is their comic con alternative. Right. Um, and, um, you know, we, we were going to talk about a little bit for the show, but I actually didn't get to watch any of this live. It was all relayed to me through people sharing, um, links, screenshots, and even, uh, promoted ads immediately as soon as things happened. 
Um, <laughs> so I was even seeing some of the stuff like just in passing. I, I was at my, my in-laws yesterday, um, you know, for a birthday thing. So you don't really get to schedule those. So uh, I was able to come home around 11 o'clock last night and sit down and watch them all and absorb them all. And then take some more time this morning before the show and watch them all three or four more times to, to really, you know, wring the juice out of these, these fruits, if you will. So. Um, were you able to watch it live? That that was something we were going to talk about before the show. But we said let's save it for the episode. I I did I did not get to watch any of it live. I was I was wondering if you had because I knew you were busy yesterday. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, nope. Actually, um, didn't did not. So we've got a lot of topics to cover here. So I'm going to jump into it because this first one is actually the ad I saw before I even knew the trailer had been released, and that was the Batman. They served me a sponsored ad on Twitter before I even had gotten to see the trailer uh, come out. And it's really? funny, yeah, and I wrote it down because the ad has, like, some, you know, it's one of those, like, 15-second ones where it's got some, you know, explosive clips, lots of lights, lots of, but there's words on the screen, and the screen gave me these phrases, uh, and I, I wrote it out here because I sent it to um, my friend Brian, because uh, we were we were talking about it, I'm like, what does this mean? So, it says, when the light hits the sky, it's not just a call, it's a warning. So I'm seeing this, no audio, just the words, and I'm do I'm actually reading this to the 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 the, the rhythm of the song It's Amore. So like <laughs> when the light hits the sky, it's not just a call, it's a warning. Is is kind of sure. how I was reading it. I'm like am I it, like is this song in the trailer and I'm just, you know, getting it or am I just that far That's connected to this? Yeah, so uh I was like, it's not. It, 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 I couldn't find out it was not. But we did got our Batman trailer, the second trailer, the first one we actually got last year at DC Fandom. Um, and this one, um, it's funny. My wife watched it with me, and she's like, is Christopher Nolan directing this? Uh, immediately. And I'm like, actually, no. And she wasn't being facetious. She was like, is he? I'm like, actually not. And I'm like, I can see exactly the parallels to a Christopher Nolan, how this feels like all three of his movies distilled down into his trilogy into one film, uh, and that's not a bad thing. But I'm like, they're leaning heavily into those parallels, if you will. You think so? I, well, I mean, the first thing I thought of was you know there there is the Selena Kyle love interest, uh, which is from the Dark Knight Returns kind of thing. Um, it seems to be a criminally. Um, run city uh is indicated by the penguin and, and some of those the mob survived which is like batman begins then uh the biggest nail on the head for me was whenever he's interrogating a um a, a very obscured riddler at a police station it reminds me of the prison interrogation scene from the dark knight with the joker uh sure i i, I i'm not saying it's exactly i'm not knocking this movie i think it looks fantastic i think it's Someone shared uh, shared a meme with me. You're like, do they think this Batman killed his own parents? Is how dark this, this movie kind of <laughs> looks. Uh, but but it feels. I mean, it feels like there's parts of all those together in this, and that's not a bad thing. I think it's going to make for a very, you know, um, compelling film. But like, there are. That's just what I I got out of it the first first couple watches. But um, g- give me give me your take because I I've got more to go. But I'm gonna I'm gonna hear what you think of this. Sure. Uh, I understand what you're saying from like a plot beats perspective. I suppose, yeah, you can see you can see those elements in there and think that um, you know Matt Reeves is uh, just doing a, a spinoff where he takes the elements from the Nolan trilogy and, and does his own his own feeling on them. But I, um, watching the trailer to me feels like Matt Reeves is trying to capture Gotham 
itself as a character in the movie, um, which kind of excites me because I, I feel like um, that was one thing that, you know, maybe the very first Batman managed to do. The um, Batman Begins or like... No, sorry. Uh, Batman Begins did it better than the other two in, in Nolan's yeah, trilogy, the, but, I, but I mean all the way back um, to uh, Jack... Uh, Keaton, Jack Nicholson. Michael Keaton's, yeah, Michael 89. Keaton. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I, I don't know, I'm excited for that portion of it. Uh, yeah, Reeves, <clears throat> Reeves does have a much darker aesthetic, too, than Nolan. Not, not uh, from a content point of view, maybe, but like uh, from Visual. visuals point of view, uh, which I guess is, a, is another reason that it it may remind people of the, the first of Nolan's trilogy, um, Batman Begins, because I, I feel like that's, I feel like that's the, the only time that he really leaned into um, kind of Gotham as a character yeah, and, and, you know, more street scenes and that sort of stuff. Well, I, I agree. I mean, I always think Batman Begins is one of my, uh, shoot me if you will, better than the other ones, because again, like, it feels fictional that Gotham feels like, you know, a, a comic book where a Batman could live. And the, the other two were like, this is New York. Uh, and yeah. it's not really much of a city. And what I like about that one and what I feel in this one is when you mentioned the darkness, it feels like the Batman animated series where they actually use black paper and then lit things up. Like they drew with white things over it. And I feel like this is the same kind of the way these shots are, are filmed. It's like black first light things around that. Kind of thing. Yep, and it and it seems to do that without making the shots too muddy. Like there, there's one I feel like when he's when he's fighting uh, a couple thugs or whatever that are walking up to him that that shot's a little muddy. It's a little a little too dark to, and maybe it'll be different in theaters. Uh, but uh, but all the other shots, even though they're they're really dark and oppressive and um, you know kind of spooky on screen, I, I you can still tell what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it looks really good i'm very excited for yeah. it um i'm a fan of matt reeves in general so yeah we, we get a lot more penguin out of this um colin farrell's penguin we see a lot more of him and we've still yet to see um paul dano's riddler like they've not shown us his face at not all his face yeah uh very much so um the other um there's another actor barry kogan uh he's actually in the eternals he plays a uh, druig uh is in this movie and they think maybe there might be a Someone was like, well, because they're not sure it's him because there might be a, a Riddler throw-off at some point in this movie. But, like, I'm excited for a good Riddler movie. I I, I I know Batman Forever holds a special place in my heart. I even owned a Two-Face costume when I was a young child from that movie. But, like, they gave um, uh, Jim Carrey and, um, oh, what's the other actor's name who played Two-Face? Uh, oh, and- he has three names. Yep. 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 He, he, either way, they were both told you're you're Two Face and you're the Riddler, but they both essentially played their own versions of the Joker in that movie, like from uh, Jack Nicholson's Joker, and the, like they never felt their character. So like a good Riddler with a good riddle, you know, it's like not saying riddle me this, riddle me that. What do you do with a big black bat? Like that is like the worst riddle in the history of riddles. But um, yeah. In, anyway, but I, I think this looks fun. I think they're really striking home that Batman is very bulletproof in this trailer. Um, he he does get shot up close at one point. I think in that shot we said money. And then there's a really cool scene where like the lights are flashing based on the muzzle flash. Like it's black and then let, let like by the muzzle flash. But like they literally shoot him with like two machine guns in that scene. Like like this Batman is very very bulletproof. Please. Uh, <laughs> 
do not try to shoot him. But that that scene yeah. looked le- from a lighting standpoint looks really really cool. I think sells it does. Um, someone someone mentioned it looks like they're shooting a monster in the dark rather than Batman, and like that's uh, that's a really cool aesthetic to think about. Does it look to you like? Um... <clears throat> Now it's hard to tell because we don't know how the trailers cut, but it does, it, does it look to you that um, Paul Paul Dano uh, spends most of the time in jail? Uh, that's a great question. I don't think so, um, because there is. If he does, you know, it, it could be. Are you familiar with the Sherlock TV series? Um, yes. So remember, there's um, when he's fighting Moriarty. Moriarty has like the recorded messages that play. Maybe yep. he's doing that because we see it once. There's one scene where he's on TV in his mask, his Riddler mask with the goggles, um, yeah. taking over the TVs. So that he could be doing that, but like they say that he's a serial killer, which is not really the Riddler's MO usually. So I don't know how they're setting him up in this universe. So maybe maybe it's very early on. Maybe this is like you know the end of Act Two, where like oh we've caught the the Riddler and you know now everything's going to be better and something goes sideways. Um, I feel like a lot of this we're seeing is maybe the first act of the movie or very early on with the, I don't think the penguin's going to have a huge part of this movie. I think we've seen like Batman fights him or finds him in like a, uh, looks like a, some sort of, I don't know, party and then chases him down and captures him kind of thing. But I, I think, I think we're seeing pretty early on in the film here. That makes sense. Uh, but other than that, I mean, I, I don't get me wrong while I say it looks like the other films. I am very excited for Batman. Batman is, you know, I, I we haven't had a awful Batman solo movie since Batman and Robin, so I'm I'm excited to kind of to get to get in there and have some fun with that again. Um, anything else you want to add about Batman? Uh, I've, not a, nothing other than uh, I agree with you and that I like Batman Begins. Yeah, the best out of the Nolan trilogy. There we go. See, we're we gonna might be, be the only we might be the only two people on the <laughs> face of this earth. We're gonna be crucified for this later, but it's fine. <laughs> no it'll kidding, be, it'll be worth it. Uh, that is coming out March 4th of next year. So we are around the corner for, for Batman. So get ready for that marketing train to hype up. But speaking of Batman, you mentioned Michael Keaton specifically. Guess what? He was in one of the trailers or behind the scenes footage this week. And I think this is the weirdest DC fandom clip I've seen at this because Ezra Miller is wearing some sort of leather choker, uh, and like going rogue off script like he's like oh but the best part of this is you get to watch me on screen i'm like i i don't care about you let me see what the flash movie is because as a person you're just turning me off from this like let's get to the the good scenes here so so i i didn't want to let down the fans of the show and just or totally leave you out to dry as well um where you just be talking to yourself for an hour and a half I so I, I did take <laughs> I did take a couple notes on everything that I that I watched um, that was assigned to me, especially from the DC fandom, just because I'm far, uh, less familiar with DC properties in general. My only note under the Flash is what's with Ezra's outfit. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I, I I was right there with you, man. I I don't. I, I probably didn't absorb anything from the remainder remainder of the trailer because I was too mesmerized by what was going on with his outfit. Yeah, it, it was. This is mind blowing. I'm like, so, someone saw this and said, "Yeah, that's good to roll. Let's let's print it. Let's <laughs> let's, let's send this up." Uh, so we'll, we'll we'll skip beyond it. But like, God damn, that is this is, a, this is a weird one to watch at the start. But once he gets into it. It is very. They are filming the Flash finally after what we say like twenty directors they've gone through. 
Uh, they got the Andy Machete and Ezra Miller. So there are actually in this reveal two Barry Allens. Ezra Miller is playing three versions of himself: the crazy Ezra Miller version and two Flashes. Uh, and it looks like there is one of these as possibly the, um, the uh, I guess um, the '89 version universe, the the Batman '89 version of Ezra Miller, uh, the DC extended universe, our regular one that we saw in uh, Justice League, and then um, we actually got Supergirl seen there at the end of this trailer, which was which is cool. And they of course give us the tease of the Batcave from Batman '89 with Michael Keaton, the back of the rigid plastic bat suit that he wore in this and then they don't even show us the batmobile patrick they they show someone ripping a, a sheet off of it but like that is the biggest tease i i think we got all all weekend was was this like oh you get batman don't worry we're gonna give you two in this movie but you're not gonna see either of them like and maybe it's because they don't want to take away from the other uh you know robert pattinson batman movie but i i feel like we we kind of got a we got we got teased a little bit here i didn't i didn't like it well the, i mean the whole th- the whole rumor mill and uh, the production starting and stopping on this movie in general has all been a big tease. Like, I know DC fans are, you know, really scrambling or um, excited for the potential of this movie and what it can mean to the universe as a whole, the, like their cinematic universe, if you will. So I, I think to... Um, I don't know, to tease so many things in the trailer itself, but still not give you a good idea of, of the direction that they're going. It, it's it's frustrating for me, and I'm not even a huge uh, DC fan. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know what this movie's going to try to paper over, if anything, or if uh, it's just going to be The Flash in his, in his solo movie, and it's The Flash's battle against time. Um, but I... Yeah, I can't. I can't say that I'm that excited by seeing the little teaser trailer that they had. Yeah, it, it's it was. I, I like the idea. I like the homages. Again, we are getting you know Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck will be in this in some capacity. But like, they, there's no story. There's no tone. It's just like you have the ability to cross multiverses. You have the ability to change the past and the future. What will you do? And you know that, that's what we. That's literally what we've known about this movie since they started. Like this is some version of Flashpoint because that's what the Flash will do. Will will change history and, and change time. And I believe, um, again, I, I don't think you watch the CW shows, but Ezra Miller's flash did show up in that. Um, one of the, one of the seasons as he, they did some universe crossing there as well. So I don't know if they'll tie that in, but like, this is starting to feel just talking about it. Like the Dr. Strange rumors, like everyone's going to be in here and we're going to see every version of everybody. And I'm like, this, let's reel it in a little bit. Let's, Let's make a good Flash movie to begin with, and then go Chris, from there. Chris, you, you know they're not going to tie that in. They they have all these. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like the Flash. It really could be, um, really interesting in terms of how they have them ducking in and out of other properties and just do that sort of thing all the time. Mm-hmm. But th- yeah, they don't take advantage of that enough. No. Um, and I, I really, I strongly hope that uh, Ben Affleck's appearance is as uh, Matt Murdock and not as Batman. Oh, <laughs> oh wow! We got another Daredevil cameo here that we, we can throw into this. <laughs> He's going back to two thousand three, baby. Honest, what if, what if that's the, what if that's the Spider-Man cameo or Doctor Strange cameo we, we were not expecting right now is Ben <laughs> Affleck to, to put on his little red glasses and pretend. 
pretend to be Matt Murdock. Oh Lord. Um. Yeah. I don't. Know. I. I want to. I want to get excited for the Flash, but like, I feel like they they didn't show us enough to get me all the way there. Like, like. I, yeah. I, I didn't, same here. I didn't bite on the hook, but. I. I really feel like the Flash has a lot of potential for for some to be something I really really enjoy. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the only reason I'm frustrated is is I want to get into it. Yeah. That I think the Flash and then the next two properties we're going to talk about I think are tied together have the ability to expand the DCEU in ways that they have not done so thus far like outside of the the grimy gray gray like reality and um we'll just jump into it is the the biggest thing here is the rock attached to Black Adam and they've been filming I believe filming has wrapped on this movie um already in their post-production so we got a feature showing off the Justice Society of America and a Black Adam reveal scene at the end of this. Um, like an actual, looks like a scene from the movie. Uh, so some of the characters in this are, again, Hawkman, Cyclone, Adam Smasher, and then uh, James Bond himself as Dr. Fate, Pierce Brosnan, coming into this. Um, and uh, Dr. Fate is essentially kind of like a Doctor Strange analog, if you will, uh, but he's got a magic ha- got a magic ha- helmet. Um, but... Uh, I don't know if if Black Adam's a hero or villain at this point in this time. They didn't really give us any story, but we do see him kill a man uh, at the end of the at the end of his scene. So, do you think he's going to be? And, and, but it's The Rock. Is he? He's always a good guy, right? Like he he's he's like that's what he does now. Like you don't pay you don't pay for The Rock for him to be the bad guy. Like he's not Scorpion King anymore. Yeah, I feel like that's a misdirect. I think I think he's going to be a good guy. Okay. Um, I do find it funny that I think. If I'm remembering the initial teaser or whatever, it almost looked like um, the Rock's face was kind of CG'd on onto uh, the character that we saw at the very end. That it came out like I don't know, it was like a 30 second clip or something. Yeah, it was, it came out like a month ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much like it was like a little bit of a leak, wasn't it? Kind of thing or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then in this one, it's a similar sort of thing. Like it could be anybody under. Like he was wearing a hood the entire time, right? Unless right. I missed something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had the hood on, uh, and I, I think the only thing is, like when he rose up, they showed his his thing. So there's there's two things to kind of look at here. Is Black Adam was he um, uh, a mis like a misunderstood people of the slaves? Literally like his Scorpion King movie, and like half this movie is set in that world where he is that, and then gets the ability to kind of set the, the the slaves free and then they they imprison him and then now he's got to fight the justice society of america later on because those those people including you know dr fate those that's modern time right when we see those scenes like that's not ancient uh can i think it's candor um uh for that but at the same time like you know there's very much the lady who summons him i guess or frees him if you will says the word shazam which is you know the shazam movie so like wh- where does this live at where what does it do i'm I don't know. This doesn't bother me as much as the Flash does, but I'm very excited because he, he looks mean and he looks like he he might tear some people up pretty early on. But I feel like he's going to be like, uh, for lack of a better term, right now, what's on my mind, a Venom character, uh, an anti-hero, a lethal okay. protector, maybe along the way. Sure. Um, um, I mean, and that's definitely a presence that um, I think the DC um, CU would really benefit from. Uh, a guy that that seems uh, powerful and dangerous, but is is on our side. I, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm behind that for sure. He he'd do good things, but in questionable methods. Kind of like you know, um, like an anti Batman, if you will, like the opposite of a Batman. Uh, like I guess kind of unsimilar. Like one's chaotic good, and one's you know lawful good. I guess if you will, if you want to go down that. Sure. 
that, that scale. Uh, this movie is actually uh, right after Batman in terms of uh, you know um, how we're gonna watch these. So this is July 29th of next year, which um, that's I, I didn't realize that was that, that was that close to the summer. So you know, yeah. we'll, we'll have be, they started filming? It's already done. This post production is it really? Yep. Oh my gosh. Well, then why can't they get The Rock to appear in any of their trailers? Yeah, I I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, is he doing? Is he got another movie coming out right now? Is it like some sort of clause? Like you can't step on the toes of the movie I'm, I'm currently working on. Um, I, I would believe that about yeah. him. Actually, lately I've just I've just seen him in uh, rap videos. I think the, he had a rap video that was released this past week. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. I I know I know. Um, I didn't put it in here, but there's the uh, Super Pets uh, had a little teaser as well, and he's the voice of. Um, this this uh, super dog, the uh, Superman's dog, as well. But what? the full trailer for that's next month, so we'll we'll see how that goes. Hang on, time out, stop the show. He is in a remake of Big Trouble in Little China. Are you are you serious? Is this where that's, you seen this at? The, on his IMDb page, it oh says announced God. Big Trouble in Little China. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to double double check this because I mean. Oh my God! Is it a remake? Is it a sequel? We're doing this on the fly. Right? Yeah, we're doing this know. on the fly. I don't know, man. So uh, it says, uh, in 2018, President clarified the film will be a sequel and a continuation of the previous film. It's a sequel. Okay. Replacing well, Kurt Russell, who's... they both been in Fast and Furious. This is a crossover. This is a Fast and Furious crossover <laughs> right here. It is. Yeah. totally is. Yeah. Uh, what's the main character's name in Big Trouble in Little China? Um, oh, jeez. Uh, Kurt Russell. Uh, Jack Burton. So... So instead of yeah. Hobbs and Shaw, it, it's Hobbs and Burton, the Big Trouble in Little China 2 sequel. Yeah, the yeah the tagline, a truck driver and his new friend Jack Burton unite on a new adventure. Oh, Lord. Yeah. You sold. I'm there. Buy, I'll, <laughs> give me the tickets now. I don't care where they are. Front row. You didn't, think that, you didn't think that's where we were going to end up today, did no, you? No, I did not. Uh, between that and the Great British Baking Show, this has gone down some... some Tandems I didn't think we'd get on. I'm I'm sorry to all your fans. That's fine. It's fine. Now hopefully they're enjoying it. All right. Well, Black Adam. Uh, there's a, I, the tie-in here is they say the word Shazam and we see the lightning bolt. It's very much the Shazam outfits, and I believe he is one of the missing Shazams in there. Like you know, he uses power for evil, so right. they locked him away. So there'll be a tie-in to Shazam. Well, we also got a tie uh, a, a little preview for Shazam Two: Fury of the Gods here. Uh, the special, you know, it kind of teases, you know, upgraded suits, but very much a mythical realm of, of creatures and, and gods and monsters that kind of gave me, honestly, like a God of War kind of vibe and like some of like their designs and, and looks. Uh, not that saying that it's going to be in that tone, but like the Shazam family, the Shazamily, uh, will be uh, kind of going through a pantheon of gods, if you will, um, dealing with including Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu, you know, who I wouldn't want to be on the opposite end of. They look ferocious. Oh my gosh, dude! I was I was totally on board for this movie until I saw Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu are the villains. Uh-huh. Oh, just they they do not look. I don't know. There's nothing intimidating about them. I, maybe that's why they're in the Shazam movie, not in you know other <laughs> not the Black Adam ones. villains. Well, I guess I mean Shazam has a. I, I enjoyed Shazam. But it has a quality of you know like oh we don't really need to take this yeah. too seriously sort of thing. Yeah, um, they're they're they are kids uh, charading around as adults with superpowers kind of thing. Right. 
Right. So I mean, it it could probably or it probably will totally work. Um, and so yeah, I'm still here for it. But just I was I was not pumped to see Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu as as the villains that I'll be following so, for the for the film. There are three villains. Um, they're actually the daughters of Atlas, which is one of the A's in Shazam. Um, so, okay. So um, Helen Mirren is Hespera, Lucy Liu is Calypso, and then the third one hasn't been given a name yet. Um, based based on that stuff. So I think you know they are of, like the other one is like. The third, the third daughter is of the age of the kids, so I believe. Um, so I think there's a reason, like there's going to be a reason why they're all different ages, um, through throughout this. I don't know what, okay. but um, I believe I believe we'll be surprised. I, I they've been chosen for a reason, and, and hopefully ties into the story rather than just, hey, we chose some famous actresses that we wanted to put in here. Sure. Um, yeah. But, but uh, you know, um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for this. Uh, you know. Um, my wife was like, oh, she never actually got to see the first Shazam movie because we watched it at Comic-Con a couple years ago. And I was like, well, that's actually one of the more fun ones to kind of watch. Um, Absolutely. And, and, you know, as since she is she is a teacher and she works with kids, I'm like, oh, it's about children. And, you know, they're, they're, they're applied. So I think it would be, um, you know, be interesting to kind of revisit that with her because I've not watched it. I don't think I've watched it since it came out in theaters myself. I've only seen it the once. And I, yeah. I enjoyed it. Um, Whitney, similarly, my wife has not seen it either. So, yeah, we, yeah. Would, we would probably revisit that before we would see the new one in the theaters. And I'm here for it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, and Zachary Levi, is just, he's so, again, one of those infectious personalities. Like, he's Absolutely. having fun doing it. So you're like, yeah, you're having fun doing it. So I want to watch you have fun do it. Uh, it's not just like a like a job. And that, that, feel, that felt pretty good to, to kind of see that you know goofiness about him kind of in there. So, and we'll check that out. The other one, uh, the 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 last big movie they they gave us a look at was actually Aquaman uh, and uh, the Lost Kingdom, and this one kind of started off with like a documentary style vibe to it, and it kind of di- divulged from that pretty quickly, but or diverted from that pretty quickly. But it was really interesting to see the concept right here show a lot of colorful like worlds and like alien looking creatures like. I don't know where these biomes exist on Earth, but I'm kind of excited for them to kind of show me where they where they are um, along the way. I don't know if you noticed, like there was like one of those like giant grasshoppers, like on a on a log in, in one of them kind of thing. So, oh, do you I think didn't even see get, that. Yeah, I I, um, I think it's going to get wild and and how this looks in some of the green screen, um, but you know at the same time it looks to be to me the same cast of characters from the last one um we saw you know again aquaman we saw um black mana we saw a lot more patrick wilson's orm than what i thought we would see in this teaser like it looks like him and uh, aquaman are teaming up along the way to to do something possibly to do with their um they have the same they have the same mother right yeah so like maybe something to do with her legacy i don't know but um I, I don't I don't know what the story is and I don't know who the villain is but I think that's okay at this juncture yeah I I I can't I can't seem to get too excited about these movies for for some reason like the the first one was fine but especially with this I, th- I think you kind of hit the nail on the head for uh, for me is it, it seems like we have all the returning cast of characters but yeah, no hints at where the story is going, and other than um, uh, other than Aquaman, um, Jason Momoa, you know, talking about how 
the story is is near to his heart and uh apparently it deals with themes of uh like sound of like climate change mm-hmm. and um and pollution uh, preservation yeah. and pollution um but other than that not a whole lot of indication about the uh, story elements um mm. I I want it to have a strong story, I guess. I, I want to know more about the Aquaman character than I feel like we got in in the first movie, or even in his appearances in like the Justice League and that sort of stuff. And I think that to me, that 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 portion is uh not developed enough and uh would be more interesting. The, the he has a, he has such an opportunity here because again how much percentage of of Earth is underwater right like it's unexplored and like can they can really make up anything they want to make up along the way and we'll, I'd buy into it because it's it can be wild it can be crazy and if the concept art's any indication yeah we're gonna get that whenever they actually get to like the CGI and the and the painting but like at the same time I'm just like I don't I don't know is the is the Lost Kingdom something they're looking for is it something they're fighting against is it even is it you know a a metaphor for something else. Um, I just don't I mean, feel same, like we got reveals. No reveals here. We got same production house as the the Kong versus Godzilla movie, so maybe they find the center of the Earth. Oh, that that's true. What if they the the crossover there is they're saving the world in there? I don't know. Oh, there's probably not. There's probably no right. crossover here. I'll, I'll cut it out. <laughs> but um, again, Jason Momoa. I think I think uh, you know his version of Aquaman. Uh, you know we're, we're not getting the you know, orange uh, shirt, green pants, kind of goofy looking Aquaman from the the JLA of old. But you know, um, I I want to see some action scenes. It looks like you know again. Uh, I I can never pronounce his name. Who's who's playing Black Manta? Uh, he's also young Morpheus in the upcoming Matrix Resurrections. Yaya Abdul Mateen two or whatever. I'm butchering it yeah. to death, but. He uh he was in he was uh, in Watchmen the TV show as well. Uh, he's a great actor, and hopefully they give him a little more to do than just be a mercenary who's like trying to track down his father's killer the whole time. Like I would love to see him actually have some some real character about him than than just that point. So yeah, um, he was also in the recent Candyman movie. Yeah, yeah, um, that's where I've seen him. Hey, great actor, great actor. So yes, he is. Yeah, that's it for Aquaman. So that's that's our movie. Aquaman's out November of next year, by the way, as well. So November 2022. So um, I feel like these are all around the corner. Except Shazam. I believe uh, over on SuperheroSlate.com, we have a list of all these things. Uh, Shazam is June of 2023. But if they're filming that far ahead, maybe they oh. maybe they move it up a little bit. Um, so I like. Well, I take back everything I said about not being excited about the story. Because it sounds they might not even be that far in it. Yeah, yeah. So we we got about a year uh, for for that, a little over a year for that. On the flip side of that, uh, the next DC property I think we get to watch actually is the Peacemaker spinoff TV series coming out. Uh, I believe it's January seventeenth is what the, the the little trailer here said. And this this teaser feels very um, James Gunny, if you will, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, I think when we were when we were talking about uh, Suicide Squad at, after it came out, uh, I, I think I told you I liked it, but then I also said that James Gunn thinks he's really really funny, <laughs> and I that's that's the only vibe that I I mean it call it a prejudice if you will that's that's fine I won't argue with you too much but that's the way I feel about the the Peacemaker trailer as well is that it just 
seems like James Gunn just likes writing these things for his mm-hmm. goofy sense of humor. And I, it's, it might be other people's bags. It, I'm not excited about this at all, though. So one of my the hardest things for me to wrap after watching the Suicide Squad, how was this character redeemable? How is is Peacemaker a redeemable character overall? Um, and I mean, he's not. And they yeah. they almost they try to make him that. They try to make him something different in the trailer. I think that's another yeah. thing that bothered me about it. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's where I'm at. I'm like, this isn't the Peacemaker we saw in the movie. I feel like no, unless you know, uh, he he's had some sort of come to Jesus moment because he almost died, which I don't see happening either. But like. They're trying to make him sympathetic, and you know they even say like, "Hey, if you just cut out your asshole stuff, people may like you." I'm like, "Well, he he's not that likable overall." I don't I don't know, I don't I don't know his background. Maybe we'll get some more of it in here, but I don't feel like this this series is as earned um, as some of the other ones. Maybe he had fun writing Peacemaker, and that's why we get this. I know James Gunn's wife is one of the main actresses in this, so you know, is it just you know work for her? Um, but no, Jennifer Holland's a great actress. I, I, I kid. Um, I was going to say, I'm not going to be quite that cynical. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, but you know, he, I, the one thing that again, James Gunn does good work. I think he thinks his quirky soundtracks will make everyone fall in love with it. And he chose, chooses another song by a band called Wogwam to play throughout this whole thing. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not sold. Like, I'm not, I'm not in love with it. Some people are absolutely in love with this show and this idea. John Cena is uh, again a good. He's come a long way as a wrestler to an actor. I think he sells the, the, the straight face. I don't, I don't care what. I'm not listening to what anyone else is saying. I only have what I have on my mind, kind of thing. I think he's doing a great sure. job. But like, there's, there's nothing else about this that's really roping me in uh, to to watch it um, as a want rather than a need. Uh, I will say uh, I did notice that one of his his helmets actually ha- give him powers in this. Um, there's like a, a repulsing um, like re- it, this. There's this woman with an '80s hairdo jumping through the air at him, like very very tall in a parking lot. And his I, I froze frame it. You can see his helmet like creating a force field around him to blast her backwards. So maybe we get to see the reason for, for the goofy helmets okay. and why he does that. Um, my uh, my wife did ask, "Hey, is that Ryan Reynolds voicing the character Vigilante in this, uh, who is essentially <laughs> like a Deadpool S character? Sure is, um, but less competent. So, yeah. um, I don't know. I didn't I didn't get much else out of. I mean, there's the an eagle is apparently a very big part of this, a CGI eagle. Yeah, and then his and, dad. Uh, he's trying to reconcile with his dad. Yes, uh, played by uh, Patrick." Or Robert Patrick from uh, Term- Terminator Two fame. He is he's the T one thousand. So, um, yeah, I, I I hate to be so down on this, but like you know, it's it's got a lot of good things for it. But I'm just not after if if this was it by itself and and the Suicide Squad was not a thing, I'd probably be way way more into this. But having watched the Suicide Squad, I don't care about the character, and it's not I'm not laughing as much as probably other people are either. Yeah, I mean, coming coming out of that movie, of all the characters that survived, he is probably the one I I'm least interested in knowing more about, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, um, and, and hopefully they they don't let him just go for killing you know Rick Flag because you know Rick Flag redeemed himself in that movie compared to the first one. I felt like so. Well, yes, we'll 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 see about that. 
So we're going to shift gears a little bit um, and jump into the video games. They, they've they been teasing us for a while. So we've got some, some big video game reveals here. First one, Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. And this is kind of, it honestly feels like an extension of the Suicide Squad movie, if I was to be completely honest. Like it's what, um, we've got, again, like I've read down here, Deadshot, Harley Quinn, Captain Boomerang, and King Shark, um, who we all just saw in the Suicide Squad, uh, some more than others. Um, I, actually, Deadshot was in the first one, right? That was a Will Smith character, and Captain Boomerang had yes. more time then. But um, it looks like essentially a, a, you have these four characters to play with the whole time, so you'll probably swap between them. And you've got to take down the uh, at least the these five Justice League members: Superman, Wonder Woman, The Flash, Green Lantern, and Batman, who are controlled by Brainiac. So, so I watched the trailer. What what is the or the story trailer for it? What do you know? What the gameplay type is? I've not seen it at all. Okay, uh, I'm just I I'm just I'm very curious about the premise. I think the story sounds kind of cool. Um, the the gameplay trailer looked. Or the story trailer for the for the mm-hmm. um, game looked interesting to me, um, but yeah, I I would want to know more about like how it plays, yeah. what type of game it is. Yeah, exactly. Because you're you're locked into these four characters, and they all look to have different, I guess, strengths, if you will. Like, you know, Captain Boomerang's got his his boomerangs, Deadshot's a, a shooter, King Shark's your tank, and then Harley's like maybe like more your, your nimble assassin kind of person. Um, right. But also. This is the the second it's the second of three properties to include the penguin in it during this entire presentation. Just to show that out there, um, I, I the story trailers because I'm I'm pretty sure this it, this looks like gameplay graphics like that have been animated to to do this right. They're not perfect. It's not completely CGI, but it looks like they're rendered in game. Um, yeah. But you know they are leaning into some of that goofy humor where they're like they're telling Amanda Waller that. Uh, the penguin's getting away, and he keeps getting his little brain thing shocked every couple seconds, which is fun. But you know, I like. I agree with you. How's it play? Are you one? I mean, I, I don't know. I really don't know. And I, I assume you're gonna have the ability to hot swap on the fly. You think? You think that would probably make it better? Or uh, I think though, I think so. Then you yeah. can balance the game around having all four in the group. I, I think like a, I don't know, some sort of brawler with having all four of them present mm-hmm. like uh if it has like online capability or something like oh, that. Oh that'd be that, nice. That would be kinda cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah like a, like a, everyone picks who they want to play in that, that round and my my guess is you're gonna be able to upgrade the abilities on the characters, right? Choose your outfit probably as well along the way and most likely and do that. Um it's got a twenty twenty two release date next year. Uh, and it'll only mention the next gen consoles and PC. So uh, it looks like if you're not uh, if you're holding on to the PS4 Xbox One era, it does not look like this will be on there as well so we'll keep you posted i i like the, the brainiac look in this looks like it was ripped literally right out of injustice 2 by the way like i know brainiac doesn't have much of a look but it looks the exact same model taken out of injustice 2 if you will yeah it did look familiar so and then the other game we got was the gotham knights game which some people may be more excited for this than than that i'm actually least excited for this one um uh, we did see the gameplay last year on this one. I don't know if you saw it. It looks more um, like a stealthy, like the Arkham style games a little bit. Um, maybe even with a tad of Spider-Man. But like they, they give us, essentially, looks like this game is following the Court of Owls storyline from the, the 2011 comic book series. Um, leaning very much in that, like even like all the villains are those, um, the Talon characters, if you will. 
uh like the nimble ones the the tanky ones and stuff like that it looks like this i think this game is leaning more into co-op as well uh because you get to play as your choice of nightwing robin the red hood or batgirl um but like when we saw the trailer last year it was like you're fighting mr freeze and this looks way darker way more sinister than that one did last year so um it's is this the you said this is the arkham the arkham knights game or whatever the continuation of it so it's it is it like the uh, almost like quick time event type type combat, like the um, where he jumps, kind of jumps around between fighting different villains, and they're all, like little on screen um, uh, prompts. Uh, well, to I would say and it's that sort of thing. It's quick time. It's just like that that fast brawler style. Yeah, like where you can like okay. chain your combos together a little bit. Um, uh, so I, I believe so, and honestly, I think I'm incorrect. Um, that this is not connected to the Arkham Knight series. Uh, is actually oh, okay. in its own universe. Because Batman and Jim Gordon are dead. I thought they were dead at the end of the last one. But I mean, like, who knows anymore. But it looks it looks very similar aesthetically and gameplay-wise. Um, so that, that, was, yeah, that was my mistake agreed. on that. And then this one, the trailer is very, very much narrated by their version of the Penguin as well. So um, if you are a big fan of the Penguin, boy, today was your day. Today was your day in this. Um... 2022 release date no consoles were mentioned i looked at it so um possibly could have the older ones i don't know um they had this one actually actually shown gameplay last year so i feel like they could have designed it for both uh pretty early on but we'll see any any interest in this one um i mean if the combat system is similar to the the other arkham games not really i didn't really care for that combat but i i did like the the stealth and using the gadgets and stuff like that even the trophy hunts were kind of fun to me. The the Riddler sort of trophy hunt mm-hmm. um, game that the mini game that they had going on there. Um, I would give it, yeah. I'll probably give it like a rent or give it a look, but I I'm not too pumped about it just because I I didn't really like that style of combat. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna see more in it. Um, I the only reason I'd be interested in this is more of the the co op gameplay. I would much rather play this with two people. Like you can do like stealthy takedowns together and stuff like that um then if it was just single player but um yeah i think i think suicide squad i think it's going to tell a, a much better story along the way as well but even if we don't know the gameplay but well, i agree we'll see uh i'm not i've not watched any of the the titans uh teen titans tv shows so i'm gonna you know show my ignorance card on this one but the young justice series season four phantoms surprise stealth release two episodes during the event on HBO Max, which we don't hear much of anymore, uh, I think since Netflix did that, uh, what was it the um, Cloverfield paradox that you know sucked so hard they released it during the Super Bowl because they showed the trailer. But I mean, this is a uh, I know there's a lot of Young Justice fans, so I know people are excited for this to get a trailer and then drop it right the same day. Yeah, I mean, if you're following along with this stuff, that's got to be exciting. But yeah. you're, are you really stopping in the middle of fandom to go watch it? Though? No, I mean, I don't know if you stop in the middle, but like, you know, like, hey, I, I we will never see, you know, in, in the Marvel world. Hey, we're going to stealth release episode one of a show next, uh, you know, right after we announce that kind of thing. Right. Like the news is so much on this, but like with the animation, they know they've been working on it. But like for them to be like, OK, here it is. Boom. Go. Uh, that's yeah. for fans. That's got to be big, big news for them. So. Definitely. Awesome. Good for them. The other flip side of that, Harley Quinn. I didn't know this was actually renewed for season three, or if I did say it, I've forgotten about it. So we got a season three teaser. Um, 
kind of showing a lot of early storyboard animations rather than actual animation from the series uh, for the show coming up on HBO Max. I enjoy the show. I think the the first uh, first season, I believe, it was, I, th- I either watched one or both. I don't remember. They're very short episode seasons. Is is really funny. It's a uh, it's a crude humor, but like you know, it's, it's adult animation. We don't get a lot of that. But uh, I thought it was I thought it, it was surprisingly good. Um, so I'm excited to see what season three holds. Glad it's getting more work uh, for that. And I believe we just reported the person who did um, animations or storyboard or something for the first two seasons is now over at Marvel doing a Marvel animated show a couple weeks ago. So cool. Uh, I like the season three teaser. I haven't seen any of the Harley Quinn show, but um, just based on what you just said, and I have HBO, I I think I'll probably check it out because it, it does interest me. Yeah, it very much. It's it deviates from what you think. Uh, it is pretty early on. Uh, sets her out on her own, and the cast of characters. Um, you know, um, I think Tony Hale voices one of them. Even like, it's got a really good cast of side characters for that. So, very very wild and fun. I've also not watched the show Pennyworth, but I, I they did announce some stuff for Pennyworth, which is uh, you know the the Alfred prequel that we were all clamoring for uh, to see him grow up is moving. Uh, it got a season three renewal and is now moving to HBO Max. I believe it was on Epics to begin with. Um, which we, who has Epics? Have you ever watched Epics? No. I'm gonna. Say, I'm gonna say is it Pennyworth that was on Epics? Yep. So it is now off Epics and will be on HBO Max as an HBO Max original. I don't know how they can say that when it's in season three, but you know whatever they want to do. Um, <laughs> uh, so hopefully you know they'll move them all there and people can can catch that. Um, my brother-in-law did ask me if I watched the show Gotham yesterday, and I was like, no. But I did enjoy, again, that version of the Penguin in that, that TV show from what little bit I did see of it. So You're just you're just trying to squeeze him into everything we talk about. Yeah, I am. I'm trying to. There's a theme. This is the Penguin yeah. today. Uh, Danny DeVito himself, no. Um, <laughs> Pretty sure you're going to be talking about, like, David Attenborough and, uh, you know, Oh, you watched these nature documentaries on Netflix, and oh, there there were penguins. There were penguins. Oh my gosh! You what do you want to know about emperor penguins? Or I would love to. Okay. Let's. This is the penguin podcast, everyone. Yeah. We were rebranding the super penguin podcast. Uh, this is episode one, actually, of of that. So uh, we were going to cover every uh, appearance of a penguin in media ever. Happy feet. Happy feet two. <laughs> the pebble and the penguin. Hey, hey, hey! Wait, slow down, yeah. man. We got to make this last a well, while. Well, one at one per episode. Oh, okay. Uh, hopefully, uh, the um, National Geographic picks us up. We'll see. <laughs> Look for that in your uh, podcast feeds. Yeah, on Discovery Plus. Uh, <laughs> Titans uh, was was renewed for season four today. I know season three is not done yet. Uh, so if you're a big fan of the Titan show. Um, they're moving on to season four on HBO Max. So um, all those um, things they announced pretty early on, like I said, Titans, uh, Doom Patrol still going on, the Harley Quinn, they're still rolling with them. They're they're putting some some faith behind those. So you know, good for good for them. I don't have much else to add about that, Patrick. Have you watched any Titans ever? I have not. Sorry. Yeah. Well, you know what they say? Fuck Batman. That's what that's what they say in that that's, show. That's what I've heard. The uh, Static Shock movie is finally, I guess, in uh, confirmed again at HB uh, DC. Uh, being they they hired uh, Randy McKinnon, uh, who did the Disney movie Safety, uh, which is like about I believe the concussions. Um, I, I had to look this one up. They kept saying Disney Safety, and I was like, 
what is this? And it's about football safety, apparently, uh, who, is, okay. who, who is writing this uh, movie. So they've actually got a writer now. So maybe by next year's fandom, we'll have a director. And then the year after that, we'll have a cast. So uh, <laughs> it's going to it's gonna keep moving moving right along. So it cannot, maybe it's not about safety. It's a... Uh, it's a, it's a safety position, not the Will. I was thinking the Will Smith movie, but anyway, it's on Disney Plus. If you want to watch safety, uh, see the guy who's writing Static Shock. Uh, I know there's a lot of Static Shock fans out there. Or Static is his fan. Is is, is the character's name Static Shock? Was his animated TV show? So um, that'll be good for them to to get what they want over there. So cross fingers. Blue Beetle. Uh, my little knowledge. I know Blue Beetle comes from the Injustice games. Yet again. Uh, he is some sort of alien uh, technology beetle that is bonded to a character who gives him kind of like Iron Man suit powers. Um, and they finally showed off some concept art from the upcoming HBO Max movie. Uh, looks to be like some comic book art that they're going to adapt into a suit. Um, the biggest takeaway here is in the background that says on the building is Cord Industries, K O R D. Ted Cord was the original Blue Beetle, so maybe it's not an alien, or if it is an alien, maybe it was his and it's being passed down to a younger Jamie Reyes to, to play the character. Uh, anything on that, Patrick? And this is like we're getting the characters we know very little about here, so that's why I'm like, yeah, sorry, I'm not a whole lot of help here on no. the tail end. I think, uh, I mean, I think technology has come along enough way that they can actually make you know um, molecule you know transitions like. Hey, you want to put a blaster in your arm really fast? We can make one really fast that looks good. Uh, again, looking at the Iron Man Nando suit from Infinity War and Endgame. So I think I think there's some opportunity here to make this not look like a, a trash movie. So cross fingers. And lastly, Batgirl, the other DC or HBO Max movie that is coming, uh, gave us a, a very small bit of concept art here. She is on a gargoyle in Gotham with her you know bat suit on with her red hair uh leslie grace from in the heights is playing this character uh, this is actually her second movie ever she said so um relatively fresh fresh stuff i don't know if they're filming yet or not um i think if they were filming they'd probably have some concept suit art rather than this far stuff so i don't expect to see these for maybe another year or two um but uh that's that's what we got for batgirl things we didn't get patrick i'm not gonna put this in the notes here we got no Green Lantern news at all out of this. Like one of the like the bigger properties, I thought they would try to to, to give us some details on Green Lantern, MIA completely. Uh, yeah, that's bizarre. Because um, those are like the Berlanti shows, and I believe there's like a a movie coming as well um, to HBO Max. Like that's really, I'm a Green Lantern fan. That's really disappointing for me. So, I don't know. Are these last two that uh, that we covered, the Blue Beetle and Batgirl, are those? Only on HBO. Yep, those are HBO Max original movies. Okay. Um, so those won't those those won't cover those won't hit the theatrical release like the uh, the DC EU stuff is. So, um, and Batgirl, I believe she still has a TV show. Um, I write Batgirl. No, it's Batwoman. Uh, it's Bat. There's, there's another Lady Bat thing on CW still. So she still has her show. Um, show showing my my ignorance yet again on that. <laughs> um, is there anything out of this? You know, I can, I feel like we got a lot of information, but not a lot of reveals in this event. Um, you know, that's that's fine. That that can be good. I, you know, kind of like 
takes the wind out of my sails a little bit for what we were expecting and you know what we got but is there anything else you think we're missing or or you wanted to see here um that we really didn't get um as far as as far as i was missing i i i don't think there's anything that i was super excited for um i i am after getting more information i you know i'm still you know cautiously optimistic over a lot of these properties i just i felt like i felt like the information was the new information was lacking a little bit in general and that this was almost like um a kickoff to a hopefully profitable 2022 for Mm -hmm. you know for these these features these these uh um, you know, the, basically try to, let's bring the people back to the theater that, you know, um, which I don't, I don't blame them, you know, everything slowed down, including filming during the pandemic. So, um, you know, this might be their, their way of just getting people excited about all these properties again. I didn't find anything specific that, that it was lacking for me, but, um, granted, you know, like I already said at the top of the show, uh, DC is a lot of DC stuff is still pretty new to me, and um, uh, uh, except for the stuff that people all know, you know, like mm-hmm. Superman, Batman, that sort of stuff. But um, but I'm still learning, so I'm just excited for for some of these new properties and uh, to get a look at the um, them kind of I don't know in a way resetting the DC uh, cinematic universe a little bit. Um, or to see what they do with it, I guess. I, yeah. I don't want to play into their hand. They, I just, I'm excited to see what they do with it, especially with the Flash movie. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of opportunity, a lot of good stuff here uh, setting forward. I think my biggest disappointment is how similar this is to last year's stuff. Like, I don't think we get anything new announced. Like, I thought maybe we get a Wonder Woman 3 or that Amazon spinoff, you know, information as well. More Green Lantern, more, hey, here's what the future is. But I feel like this is just a... Here's an update on the same exact things we showed you last year. And, uh, you know, my hope is that they would actually do this twice a year. Like, I would take two shorter events rather than one long event just to get more information updated. But maybe as you go back to regular Comic-Con schedules, they'll start doing that. But, um, you know, with, with them having to cover theaters and HBO Max and a lot of stuff in the pipeline that we always talk about every week, not knowing where it's at. It'd be great to have that information. And uh, just got left to dry. Yeah, I, f- I feel like that. That's what I was trying to say. Is like it. It seemed like a continuation of a message that we've already heard. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We, we we know what you want, but here's what we have from last year because that's what we showed. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I did notice that the um, producer Peter Safran was like in a lot of the videos, and I'm like, if he's trying to be the Kevin Feige of the DC universe or not. Um, so he he was in a lot of the videos with like a line or two talking. So that's interesting to see if they're trying to put a a person behind the movement to say like, we're all moving in one direction. Like you, like you said, like they're not resetting, but we're moving in this direction. And this is the guy who's, who's kind of architecting that. Um, honestly, I think that reminds me Joker two wasn't even touched on here. If it even going to be a thing. So that's a, I feel like that's, if they're going to do that, this would have been a good opportunity to do it, but maybe they want to space it out over time. Let us know more later. I mean, if, if they had something on it, you know that they would have shared it because they, I mean, they want those eyeballs and clicks for those for those yeah. days. Yeah. So, all right. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. We'll keep an eye on it. Uh, anything else you want to add before we wrap up this week's super size episode? 
Uh, no, sir. Appreciate the invite, yeah. and uh, I hope I didn't ruin this for <laughs> all your followers. For everybody. No, I think you did. You did great. I appreciate you being here. If people know what you're up to, if you want them to, where can they follow you at? If, if you can even say, pass, don't follow me, leave me the hell alone. I don't care. Uh, but I'm a hermit, man. Yeah. So, nothing for you, huh? Okay, well then, we'll move on no. to me. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or Instagram, Valdan87. Uh, do you want to do the Indian here? Or you want me to do it? You got this. All right, so I'm gonna take it over Mike's spot. So, uh, leave a like if you could. I don't think we say it enough. Leave us a like. Leave us a review. We don't think. I don't th- think we get enough of those. I think that'd be great to see more of those out there. Uh, but as always, you can find us on superheroslate.com. That's a home. You can get all our information. See our show notes. Uh, even visit our upcoming calendar uh, page, which I referenced several times in this episode myself. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts. YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and really anywhere you can f- get a podcast at. We, we try to put it out there and make it easy for you guys. Uh, you can also like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and buy swag at our store at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. We have a lot of... I wear my own Superhero Slate stuff around, and they're like, what is this? I'm like, it's my podcast. Like, you're wearing your own shirts? I'm like, yes. If I'm not my own fan, who will be? Um... And then, as always, if you want to be a super fan of the show, share the show with a buddy, share with the show with a friend, and you can catch us every week, including that week, next week. Patrick, thank you again for coming. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, man. It was fun. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. This is literally the same paragraph we've copied and pasted since we started the show. I know. I love it. I love it. (laughs)